Already travel on my every day. Now you are waiting for the rainy day. Baby, don't push that like somewhere. You carry fine body, so no they carry face. All right, welcome to the reporting live from Adulthood Podcast. Hey, hey, How you guys doing? How you guys feeling? Good. Feeling great. Yeah. Feeling good. Yeah. Good. Yeah. good. <laughs> All right. So this is episode four. Yes. Let's go. Episode four. Yeah, let's okay. Get it, let's Are you guys excited? To be I'm on very this excited. I'm so excited. <laughs> okay. Good. So in this episode, we're going to be talking about societal pressures on black women specifically. And I think that this will be relatable to all women. But because we're all black women here, we're going to be... our experience. Exactly. We're going to be talking about our own experience. So everybody, please introduce yourselves with your name and how old you are. Let's start off with that. Okay. Um, I'm Bridget. I'm 28. Just, yeah. (laughs) 28. Okay. Okay. Um, My name is Jackie and I'm 30. Okay. My name is Sabrina, and I am 32. Okay. My name is Kay, and I'm 29. All right. Welcome to the podcast, you guys. I know Jackie's a returning member, so welcome back, Jackie. (laughs) (laughs) Jackie's experience. Yes. (laughs) All right. So the first question that I want to start off with is, when you guys were 18 years old, and you imagined your life at the age that you are now, what did you envision for yourself, and do you feel like you're there right now? Ooh. <laughs> Lord. I feel like that's, like, not a loaded question, but a loaded question. It's yeah. a deep, it's a deep question. It is it a is. deep question. Because yeah, you have to go back to your mindset at the time, where yeah. you were in life, what you thought life was going to be. Yeah. Ten years, a lot can happen in ten years. A right? lot has happened. A lot has happened in, in ten, ten years. years. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what, um, 12 years ago for me. Yeah, I'm saying 10 like it's for everybody. Right. Yeah, and <laughs> 18, <laughs> I was in high school, um, probably just graduating high school. And mm-hmm. honestly, I knew that I was going to go to college and I was going to pursue a career in whatever I wanted to pursue, right? But outside of like, because like, so I knew I wanted to go into for architecture. I didn't know what that was going to look like. I did not get any type of knowledge of that at all. Mm-hmm. I knew that I... At 27, I was going to be married. You just knew that was going to Right. I know, girl, and I'm not even there. So at 27, I was like, I'm going to be married at 27. I'm going to have, like, maybe a kid or two by 30. And twins run in my family, so I want twins so bad. So I'm like, I'm going to have twins, and then I'm going to have another baby. Maybe I'll adopt. Girl, I was ready. I'm like, I'm going to own a home somewhere. I'm not going to be living with my family. (laughs) So currently, (laughs) I'm 30 years old. I am not married, not in a relationship, do not have children. I live in the apartment upstairs from my family. So (laughs) my life has not gone the way I thought it was going to go at 18. But I think um, I'm okay with where it's at now because I feel like hitting 30, I think this is the decade where that's going to happen for Mm -hmm. me, right? Like, I'm trying to even prepare myself. Like, this is the decade where I'm going to have a family and Mm -hmm. the decade I'm going to meet a husband Mm -hmm. and, like, do all the things that I want to, like, really, like, just get into, like, like the nitty-gritty type of things. Mm -hmm. So I'm not really stressed about it. I feel like everything that's gone on or everything that I've, like, lived through definitely prepared me for that. Like, if I thought that by the time 27... 
Like, if I was trying to get married at 27, yeah. I would be so mad. Like, yeah. I'd probably be divorced with a freaking yeah. kid. Like, yeah. it's going to be too much. Yeah. So, yeah. Exactly. Right. exactly. Everything kind of prepares you for yeah. exactly where you are now. Exactly. And at 18, you don't think that way. You're just no. like, oh, no, this is going it's to gonna happen. happen. And also yeah. because when you're 18, you think of 25, 30 as, like, these oh, old Oh, my God. Ages. I was just about to say But when you get there, yes. you realize it's not old. Yeah. You're still very young. You're yeah. still trying Learning. to find yourself. Exactly. Like, I can say for myself, when I was 18, I thought that by 25, I'll be married. Yep. I'll start having my kids, yeah. you know, by 30, I have all my kids had. Right. Um, but now that I'm 28, I'm looking at myself when I was 25. I was not ready to at be married. All. Like yeah. I was financially not where I need to be. Mm-hmm. I was probably with the wrong nigga. Like it just it wasn't it wasn't the right <laughs> yeah. time at yes. all. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know. Yeah, I think so not, t- I think a lot of it had to do with TV. Like, you know oh, what I mean? Like right. what you, saw right. what mm-hmm. you predicted. But if I'm being really really honest, mm-hmm. at 18 I wasn't thinking about 30. Because 30 was, to your point, so far oh, away. Yeah, it was right. so far away yeah. that I'm just like, I was thinking about five years. Yeah. Maybe. It, I was maybe. thinking about 21 when I could drink, when I could get, yes, you know, exactly, do all that stuff. Yeah. I wasn't even at a point at 18 actually knowing what I really wanted to study in college. But yeah. I knew that I wanted to go to college. And yeah. I knew I had to finish. Yeah. That, that was the goal. Go to college and finish. Yeah. And then figure it out. Do something that made sense that'll make you money. Yeah. That was the focus. And I think in the back of my mind, because of TV and everything, I think I thought about being married. I might have thought about having kids. But I didn't ha- I've never had that plan of like, yeah. I'm going to have this many kids. And mm-hmm. I'm going to get married at this time. Nah, I'm going to go to school. Yeah. And then I'm going to graduate. And then I'm going to make some money. And then everything was like, everything else was an afterthought, mm-hmm. if I'm being honest. And I think that's a beautiful way to look at it, too. Because yeah. you're not really like, your expectations aren't going to be like, so half of the time, like mine weren't met, right? Yeah. And it's not mm-hmm. something that's going to deter you from like wanting to to get there. Yeah. You know? yeah. Yeah. That's true. I also think how you grow up plays a big oh, part yeah, in it. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Because, sure. like, I did it. It's, sure. like, culturally and then, like, your circle. Like, I didn't have... Um, a lot of women. So like mm. my, my conversations oh, yeah. you weren't have about a lot of men. Like men. Okay, so that's yeah. gonna yeah. shape me. That's shape the way I kind of yeah. think about things, yeah. right? Yeah. And I think to be honest with you, by eighteen, that's probably the reason I decided to go to all women's college. Mm. Oh, because I needed to be around more women. No, <laughs> yeah, real. yeah. That so that that because yeah. I, I didn't feel like I had those yeah. thoughts of like, oh, what does marriage look like? Yeah. What does my kids look like? Yeah, yeah, How am I gonna yeah, dress? Yeah, yeah. Those weren't top of mind. Those were secondary. That's a good. That's so crazy because from my perspective, I. I also grew up with just brothers and male cousins and mm. I was so much that girl like oh, one day yeah. do you think it I'm comes from be... your culture because you're also Hispanic right yes but I don't know I don't know if like I don't think my family or my mother has ever put that pressure on me mm. like oh. I've never felt that from them yeah. specifically but maybe just like looking like around me mm-hmm. you know what I mean like mm-hmm. and not really even knowing that it's affecting my my like the way I think mm-hmm. yeah so I don't know maybe yeah. What do you think, Kay? Um, back when I was 18, I definitely will second Jackie that when I was probably, I was like, oh, I'm going to do something. I'm going to wait till I'm 27 to get married. Yes. I'm going to have a kid around 28. And none of that has happened. <laughs> <laughs> I will say in the background, though, um, I I would say I, it, in my family situation, it was really just me. Um, I have an older sister, a younger sister, and my parents. And my parents, I feel like, are very um, progressive for being okay. Caribbean parents. Okay. Um, yeah, let me put progressive in quotes. Yeah. <laughs> not okay. nowadays progressive. Yeah. They're right. just not traditional. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. 
but um, I would definitely say like their emphasis since K- even during K through twelve has always been on education, education. Yeah. and like even. I, and if daddy, if you're listening, he used to always <laughs> drop me off. And before I could get out the car, I just want you to know, like, school is not a fashion show. And I'm like, all right, all right. Um, so, so I think, like, even at 18, I was thinking, what is my career going to look yeah. like at, you know, 30? I think I think I was, you know, going to be making a little bit more money. Yeah. Didn't know how hard that was. <laughs> um, but I, I think my 18-year-old self would be proud of me. I will say that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's good. That's yeah. Good. I think that when I was 18, I just knew I was going to be married. Oh, definitely. Uh, and we're Ghanaian, so bro, marriage is a big I want to talk about that. Yeah, we're going to talk about that. Culture. Yeah, 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 because the thing about Ghanaian people, really quickly. She about to go in. Yeah, yeah let's, let's get it. Let's the, get it. The thing about Ghanaian people is that they are very um, strict when it comes to education as well. Oh yeah, like yes. that's they want you to go to college. They want mm-hmm. you to get your master's degree. They want you to become a doctor. That's mm-hmm. like the big thing. Doctor, Just lawyer, engineer, nurse, nurse anything What's that the other one? Yeah. anything that everybody knows is a good career. That's yeah. what they want right. for you. But then there comes a point. In a Ghanaian parent's mind, where it's sw- it compl- it's like it a switches. light switch from <laughs> education 20, to when, you when are you getting married? Yeah. Yeah. And this is the same parent that said, "Don't, don't look date. at boys. <laughs> don't look at boys. Your whole childhood, your whole teenage years, your whole twenties. Hey, don't focus on boys. Focus on your education. School. Focus on your books. As focus soon as you get twenty five, your, your husband's supposed to appear out of the black clouds yeah. and you don't know where he came from and out of thin air, y'all. Yeah. So that's one thing that I, I think I've dealt with is you know. I always focus focused on my education as well, but then it got to a point where my parents, my mom, was looking at me like, oh, where's your husband? And right. I, I was in a relationship for a really long time mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. So my parents just knew I was going to get Assumed, married to this person, right. Mm-hmm. right? And then when we broke up, my mom was like, hey, go like, Panicking. <laughs> yeah. What's happening? <laughs> Not her blood pressure. Yo, no, and blood. their <laughs> pressure. Maybe we could just move on to culture now. But yeah, yeah. should be already talking about <laughs> right. it. Their, their pressure and their fear of like, my daughter, where's my daughter going to find their partner? It mm-hmm. comes on to me. Like, it, I feel right. like crazy, right? There same, was same. a point like this past summer where my mom, uh, some auntie, because aunties to love clocking your womb. They're toxic as fuck. Love yes. <laughs> the aunties clocking are, when yes. you're going to get married. Every Absolutely. single time you see them, oh, Abigail, when are you going to get married? Mm-hmm. Oh, Abigail, when are you going to have children? And um, I explained to this auntie that, this where are the men like i quality men out here i'm like right where are they at and she spoke to my mom and told my mom that i told her this and they oh <laughs> came, together, came together together, came plans together and, and found this man <laughs> wait wait for you they try to arrange me. you oh what's no what's oh that's, that's called yeah. it wasn't even a good pay yeah. <laughs> he was just available yeah. he was, was available, available. <laughs> and it's like it's like it's toxic. Yeah, as toxic as the aunties are, I do think they think they're coming they from a good place. Yeah, that's what's best for you until they want that for you. But it's like, sis, you you're not helping right now. Yeah. Like it's like when you're looking for something and you're frustrated, you're trying to find it, and then someone's on the side. Like, where's it? Did you find it? Where's it? Where's it? It's like, shut the fuck up. Yeah. Yeah. You're not helping me. Exactly. That's exactly what it was. She sent me the picture and she said, Oh, Abigail, Auntie sent me this guy. He's available. Oh my okay. God. What do you think? And 
I called my mom immediately. Say, mom, you know your daughter. You know I don't like shit like this. You know he's not my son. <laughs> what are you doing, ma? And <laughs> that's the type of pressure that at least for me as a Ghanaian person, mm-hmm. and I think, Bridget, you can also oh, probably absolutely. agree, um, yeah. that yeah. we get. It's always just like, when are you getting married? When are you doing this? And I think as time has gone on and my parents have gotten to know me a little bit better when it comes to things like this, mm-hmm. they know that they can't force shit like that on me because mm-hmm. I'm yeah. going to reject it. Yeah. If I feel yeah. like somebody <laughs> is telling me to do something, especially when it comes to a man, I'm not going to do it. Yeah. Yeah. And I have to find somebody that I like. Like, I need to find Sis, that person. Man. I don't need you, you to play to. matchmaker. And yeah. you can't force yourself to like fall in love with someone or want to spend the rest of because marriage is not just a oh, walk down the aisle the white dress is yeah the, your whole life essentially. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. it's a business really a, a so contract so, so yeah partnership you can't sure. just pick anybody but definitely being Ghanaian a lot of pressure mm-hmm. <laughs> as soon as you hit 25 you're expected to have your husband queued up and yeah. if not, you're going to get the Cute questions up. and the, you know, toxic aunties and uncles putting yeah. their two cents in yeah. and, you know. And it, it stresses you out. It's very stressful. I and it, And it's like, when you want that for yourself, too, it's mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. what can I, I can't, I'm not going to, because honestly, and maybe I speak for everyone here, you, like, if we really wanted to be married so bad, if we really wanted a kid, that's easy. Yeah. yeah. But we want to make sure it's the right person. Yeah. Quality. The right yeah. Marriage, exactly. Marriage quality. Well, Sabrina is already married, so yeah. she found her, you know, know. quality. Yeah. Yeah. How long ago did you get married? Was it... It's about to be three years. Okay. Yeah, yeah so I've been nice. married for... Oh, I've been married for almost <laughs> three years, but I've also been with this person since college. Mm. Yeah. So it's like... You go through that growing stages. Yeah. So I really know who I married, right? Yeah. By the time we got married, oh, I know you yeah. inside out. And it was at a point where we definitely have love, but then it's an elevation from love, mm-hmm. right? It's right. about the partnership piece mm-hmm. that, right. you, that you were talking about. It's kind of like a business. Yeah. Yeah, and I hate to say that because... It's, it sounds it, very it, like, like harsh, yeah. but yeah. you sign paperwork. You get you married. There's paperwork. There's paperwork involved. Tied to this person true. Before yeah. God. Like, it's yeah. not just some little ceremony and everybody right. goes true. home. It's, like, yeah. it's involved. Yeah. There's more involved than that. You know, it's so funny. Listen to y'all talk about the Ghanaian culture. I think... I don't know. I kind of agree with KB about my parents being a little progressive, but I also think it's a very Caribbean thing mm. to be a little bit laid back mm. on certain things. So, yeah. like, their education is important. Yeah. You know, getting married is important, but it's almost like, but you do it, it's good for you. You yeah. know? Yeah. Like, it's like, good. whatever is good for you. That's, your life. <laughs> That's how life. my parents have always yeah. been, too. So like, nice. yeah. like, Abby was saying how, like, you know, I'm Latina, so, like, maybe some you know the, some of the culture like rubbed off on how i've mm-hmm. lived but like honestly my parents have literally been so chill about how i live my life yeah. and yeah. like what i want to do and how i want to progress and they're they're so chill yeah super chill like they'll always have advice so i mm-hmm. just think about it and this could be a whole nother topic but i think about it in terms of like religion too right mm-hmm. like yeah. my parents are very christian Same. and they introduced us to christianity mm-hmm. made us go to church mm-hmm. but at a certain point, as we got older, they didn't force us mm-hmm. in the church. You get yeah. what I'm saying? It's almost like now you have a choice. You've yeah. been exposed to yeah. it. And I appreciate that. And they kind that. of probably feel like I've I've done my part. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I've brought you up into this world right. where I've given so you true. all that I can. And you kind of just have to, like, fly on your own and figure it out. And figure it out. Yeah. They'll be there to catch you because yeah. that's what family is for. But it's necessary. Yeah. So yeah. my household's actually divided. Like, my mom's very Christian. My dad, do not go to church. Okay. He knows of God. And like, yeah, so he knows of God <laughs> and stuff like that. Yeah. But, like, he's not, like, I'm going to church. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. I'd be chilling with my dad, popping bottles and this yeah. and 
okay. you know, but then I'm like also with my mom reading the Bible and yes. stuff. So yes. it's definitely a balance. about that. Um, I know this is kind of digressive, <laughs> but it, it relates because my dad, so my mom and my dad were exactly like that. Mm-hmm. Like my mom was very Christian yeah. and my dad just didn't go to work. He grew up Christian, but he just didn't go to um, church. church. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, it was a point, <laughs> I think it was um, health actually. His health kind of declined mm. and it was so bad that he had to get a blood transfusion and heart oh. heart surgery. And then our pastor, because I was go, going to church with mm. my, my, my mom, my pastor came and prayed for him and from that day, wow. my dad was all about oh, church and Christianity. But listen, when, once God touches you, it's over. It's over. Yeah. He, yeah. Prayed, he was touching. Yeah, exactly. Now the man is a deacon. So I'm just saying, oh. dad, like, dad. I pray for my dad every listen. day. And I'm like, Lord, please touch his heart because I know he needs you a little more than he should. Honestly, thinks. my dad is the exact same way. He yeah. doesn't like going to church. Mm-hmm. But my, I think everybody in the family, especially my mom, has just now lets him be you know because he believes in god and he knows god and i think that's what is most important to him Mm -hmm. right and we just let him be for that Mm -hmm. just let him be but anyway i want to move on to the topic of children and the topic of biological clocks (laughs) (laughs) because (laughs) we get that message of your biological clock your biological clock not only from like people but like the media and Mm -hmm. social media and just everything everywhere you even get caught i think it's called like a geriatric pregnancy after after the age of 35 what is that girl so after 35 i'm not aware it's (laughs) your pregnancy is considered geriatric so you're at risk risk. high risk Mm -hmm. all that stuff at 35 and to me 35 doesn't sound Old. that old like for geriatric. me to be thinking <laughs> at 18 it did but so- <laughs> let's be real that's true that's <laughs> but when you dirty it's like i'm still young honey what are we yeah. talking about exactly and to me i don't know six years or seven years or however long it'll take it'll take for me to get to 35 doesn't sound so far away mm-hmm. to me so yeah. to think that at the age of 35 now i'm being considered a geriatric pregnancy and there's not so many risks involved and i'm mm-hmm. at the age of it's 28 crazy. where ain't no perspectives right now for me to be having a baby yeah. with for yeah. me to be even getting Same. married too <laughs> so i'm thinking like okay it, it really makes you think like I'm How much time? Can I just say it's so unfair though that like Bruh. women have this clock, right? Bruh. So 35, just biologically, it's gonna be high risk, but yeah. men can just have a baby at whatever. like 78. 50. First of all, 65. men don't know nothing about no struggle, about Yo, no like they have like no that's really, exactly like, why they, I wanted to have all women here today. Yes, yeah, because listen, we have it. our periods. Bro, they don't since get that. the age, some people since the age of nine, mm. like literally, like you know what I mean, babies. Yeah, like you know, having to deal with stuff like this, and we have to deal with like pregnancies and scares and whatever it may and be at the beginning of when and you get your period it's like don't have sex because you're gonna get pregnant oh, right girl it's this but that's all they teach too exactly, right like yeah. so that's uh, that's another topic that's a whole yo but honestly i don't know like even when i hit 30 this year i hit 30 the day before my 30th birthday i lost my job mm. oh I was on my way to Maine to turn up. I'm, but in my head, I'm like, you oh, know what, damn, girl? girl? And you turned up to you. I did. I did. Yes. I lost my job the day before. My 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 um former former boss was just like, so you know, you're young. I know you're gonna do da 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 this and that. I don't, you don't want to be here. He's like, how old are you? I'm like, actually, tomorrow's my birthday. So. Yeah, you know, but like in my head, honestly, I knew that that was God pushing me like, you know what? I have something so much better for you. Mm -hmm. And I felt like I was so complacent in my in my 
in my space where I was just like, this is easy. I'm making money. I'm doing what I got to do. But like, he's, you know, he's moving me past that. So mm-hmm. I, yeah. I was very much so grateful. It didn't really affect me in that way. But I do think like once I hit 30, I don't think that I've felt societal pressures. Mm. Like again, like my mom and my, like my family have never pressured me to have kids or like, you know, be married or my mom don't ever want me to move out of the house, like mm-hmm. from upstairs. Like she's like, please don't leave us. <laughs> but I mean, eventually I will, because that's wild. Yeah. But, like, I think I've also, in my my own head, like, I think I've been like, you know what? So I know that this is a decade where I'm going to have children. I'm mm-hmm. going to be married and this and that. So I'm trying to prepare myself and my body yeah. to do that, right? Yeah. So I've been on birth control since, like, the age of 19. Word. So I'm like, I got to get off of that. Yeah, I, I think about that, too. Yes. Birth control, because I've been on that for a while as well. Yes, and I just want to make sure that, you know, my body's going to be able to do what it has to do. And I've been trying to be as healthy as possible, gym regularly and stuff like that. So I, I don't think I feel societal pressures, but I also feel like if I want something in life, I need to make sure I need to prepare myself. Yeah. So it's more like internal and it's yes. not really like pressure. It's just yes. getting yourself ready exactly. for what you want exactly. what's going to happen. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, I don't, with the biological clock, I don't feel just pressure to have a child, but pressure to make a decision because there mm. are so many options. So yeah. it's like, do you want to wait and see what happens to have a child natural way? Do you want to start thinking about freezing your yeah. eggs? Okay. Would, you guys, would you guys tell me your eggs? Please talk about that. Like, I would say that if I don't have a kid by 30, which most likely I won't because I'm 28 and don't know what no else prospects. to have right? <laughs> Well, there's prospects, but they ain't no real problem. Okay, so I always say if I don't have a kid by 30, I'm going to freeze my eggs because that's probably like the point you want to what is the cost look for of the that? decline girl like, is that expensive. affordable for someone like me you know what i mean it's expensive like, do it's expensive. i want to even get into that i don't know i don't even i've never thought of freezing my eggs me personally because i'm like you know what god we've been talking for some time now and i'm not <laughs> i know it's on your time and i'm not pressuring you i'm just saying i'm ready you yeah, know what yeah. i mean yeah do you but, think you're ready right now to have kids right i'm now? ready kids no Okay. I'm ready for like a relationship. A mar- okay. Uh, what about you know, a marriage? I think, I think I, I think I'd be ready for a marriage within the next like year or so. Like okay. I'm still like you know if if I was able to like meet somebody, let's say tomorrow, right? And then we'll you know we're getting into a relation and whatever it may be. And I think within like a year and a half, two years, I think I'd be ready for marriage. Okay. Right? Because I think depending on the person, you got to figure out Who they what are. that looks like. Yeah. Yeah. But um ready for kids i want to be ready for kids when me and my husband are ready, ready for, for kids. kids i don't want to be ready for i kids think myself. for me this That's biological okay. clock thing i also have been thinking about freezing my eggs i have yeah. because i either that or um i always say this if i don't find a husband or i don't get married and this takes a mm. while i'm also open to um what is it ivf yes but by myself like i'm also you would, oh, you yeah. Okay. Sperm? yeah i'm open to that because i know that i want to have kids yeah right and mm. i honestly don't want to go my whole life without having kids yeah. and you know god forbid i don't find a partner i'm not gonna let that stop me from yeah. having children yeah, so if that's, that's something that i have to do for myself i'm open to that i think that's great it is great um, i don't think it's my ministry i don't think right I right yeah no i don't think i want i need my husband that's what you want 
you, but you're yeah. saying the, you real, want, the realistic right thing, okay yeah, that's what you yeah, you don't need it whatever <laughs> but that's what you want you want a husband no, yes. but i'm saying i, I would love a husband saying. too but if that doesn't happen for me god forbid because i know that god wants me to get married okay, Amen. okay. Amen. and i think i think that should just be the focus i mean i love that you yes. have a plan b mm-hmm. but the thing is is that sometimes our plan b and c's distract us from our plan a okay mm-hmm. and at this point in your life if if the plan a is truly what you want yeah focus on doing that that is that yeah. that's exactly what i'm doing but Same. i'm not gonna say here and be like i have it a made plan. me nervous you because what if plan b if if you ignore it's also a timing thing too right is. so if god doesn't give you that in your time yeah in your but time are you even my b? time yes it's like yes. you have are to you, deal so with that consequence because you yes. you don't know what man you're gonna be with you that need to trust in him and know that he is going girl okay what about if i'm like 40 years old and i can't even like barely have kids anymore i don't have honestly to be really honest with you i don't even have like a certain age in my head that i'm thinking about i'm just thinking like i know that i want to have kids i know i want to be a mother right right and if it gets to a point where i'm like about to hit like i don't know 45 or some shit like yeah 35 that's when they say it's a geriatric pregnancy no that's a generalization not every woman i'm not saying that's I who have kids at 40 there's women who have kids at 45 i know somebody who if you're being, is like 39 and you know was able to conceive yeah. so i'm not i'm not thinking too much about the age i just know in my head that that is an idea that i'm yes. okay with yes. you know yes. what i'm saying okay, i'm okay with okay. that i think too when we talk about this because we talk about the age kind of we want to start having children that's so when the you're thing pushing it back and you're like 38 39 yeah. you're like, you're so when you're gonna have your next one you 43 like, i also just want to have two kids and you see that's another thing too i want like four kids oh damn you want how many four. i want four. Oh, four i wanted six but i told myself i gotta chill a little bit <laughs> But you're gonna remember. I want the twins. Like I can oh, do two pregnancies yeah. with two tw- sets of twins. But if you that's do IVF, you could have. Like, this well, yeah, this is I don't, true. I want it to happen naturally. naturally. Okay, okay. Can we talk <laughs> about the societal pressure for a minute? Because it yes, wasn't please. until this conversation mm. that the idea of freezing my eggs came about. Because wow. I'm the oldest mm. in this crew right now. And yeah, talk about your experience. Yeah, with being I want to talk about and, that. Yeah, yeah because I think I'll say this: the the day I got married at my wedding, Seriously. my <laughs> my um father-in-law was like okay kids at the wedding and i'm like well i get we were together for a long time yeah, we but time? we have like, to like figure this this union marriage out thing yeah. you know yeah. figure that out and i think by nature when you get married there is a pressure to yeah. have kids mm-hmm. right away yeah, yeah absolutely right and i like in i mentioned the first I'm go- year. in the first year yeah. and i'm going on year three so imagine every couple months when i'm at my <laughs> in-laws they're talking about kids right mm-hmm. and it's not that i don't want kids of course i want children but it to Jackie's point, when it's right for me and my husband, yeah. right. right? And then now it's at an age where now it's like, ooh, I'm 32, 33 mm. this year. I'm getting closer to that age where 35 mm-hmm. is around the corner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I do need to start thinking about that. So it is a topic of discussion. Yeah. Um, and I think career has a lot to yeah, do talk with about it. That. The movements, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, so, you know, we There's bought so our, we bought our homes. There's so many variables, yeah. so many things. And it was like the moment we were started to really talk about it and get serious about children. Mm-hmm. Boom. I got a career switch. Yeah. Oh. And if anybody knows me, I put a hundred plus in anything right. that mm-hmm. I dedicate to. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's like, okay, if I know I'm going to have children, I want to put my all in mm-hmm. that, yeah. in that space. Like my mind, body and soul have to be connected. Mm-hmm. And if something is not connected, I'm not going to be right. If I'm not going to be right, that's affecting my pregnancy. And the exactly. thing's not going to be right. Right. You Whatever you're going, whatever towards, I'm yeah. going towards. And so that is all. Also, the things I know that you know we've talked about this before, but mm-hmm. 
pregnancies are kind of scary nowadays Absolutely. especially because people yeah. are now talking about you know mm. miscarriages oh and gosh, um, yeah. and black women childbirth yeah mortality rate it's that's scary. still the same yeah. from like 100 yeah. years ago yeah. Yeah. We, nobody talked get. about this 10 years yeah. ago no. i thought that pregnancy was like bliss. i was literally just okay. talking to someone like i would want a home pregnancy like mm. i don't right. want to be at the hospital with these doctors <laughs> yeah stuff like yes. that you know what i mean that yes. don't give a fuck about me and how my baby and i survive this experience. they may not like, take my pain seriously yes. they don't listen yeah. to your complaints yes. yes this is a serious thing this listen. is a serious thing and, and, and kids are yeah. a big financial decision too Girl. it's a lot of money to raise a child Some properly people, you know what take care of myself right yeah. like, it up to I those know. people that really can make it work I with know. you know the abundance of children that they may have yeah. and mm-hmm. not the abundance of money that they may have it's because so that is a struggle and i know my mom struggles to put Same. money and food yeah. on our table yeah. so but i guess i guess for so that used to be a big thing for me like i like i talked about with career right i mm-hmm. always felt like i needed to be at some point mm-hmm. in my career make some type of money to right. have children but when i really sat down and thought about it people do it every people day. do it every day with nothing, yeah. 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 With nothing. Yeah. and i just think about That's like right. even How? when my parents came here immigrants Same. immigrated mm-hmm. Same. they had mm-hmm. absolutely nothing right. with three children yeah. in a country yeah. they do nothing about yeah. mm-hmm. so the possibilities of raising a child and doing it well with or without money is possible yes. yeah if you, you can make it's it work possible. if it happens it is. Yeah. yeah it's just i think that oh go ahead king go ahead i was gonna say i i feel like it's possible and now the pressure comes like i just don't want to so we yeah. talked about um yeah. like careers and children and for me i don't feel i, I guess for me i know where i want my career to go mm. over the next five five years and um, I work in public health. I want to move into global public health. Mm-hmm. I want to be living in different countries. Yes, and every gosh. time I even even just dating, every time I bring it up, it's like, wait, you want to move like countries every year? <laughs> and I know that's not a place to have like that's not a setting to have children okay. in. And I know it's setting me up for the future, but, but it's it also could be like, if that's what you want. Okay, KBS. So that was that made me think about a couple of things because I think for black women specifically, we have over the years put our careers before we put our love or the ability to love somebody Mm -hmm. else, to create a family Mm -hmm. and to hit the goals that everything else, right? The kids, the house and everything else that you want. And I think for a long time, it has been I don't know if it's a societal pressure. I don't know if you all remember, like, being an independent woman was yeah. important. Yeah. And it's it was still the number one thing. Especially now. You know, get yeah. your job, get mm-hmm. your career, mm-hmm. have all of these, and I hate to say it, but, like, masculine qualities mm-hmm. that we think are important. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. That's an interesting That's thing. That we think are important. I can't wait to have masculine to the, Yeah, it was masculine to, like, the older days. Like, it's yeah, not masculine. But, I, but hold on, exactly. Jackie. Let me say, let me say something. That's still a, I think that's still a backwards thinking. Because if you actually have... Have a conversation <laughs> with <laughs> a man like I'm being very honest yeah. like a man is not actually attracted to you because of the career you're in nah, or the money you make hold that. on hold on okay. not okay. not okay. a lot of men well, if you really sit down mm-hmm. and have a conversation with them saying. I see what you're it's saying but I don't think priority. that's the norm Anymore. anymore. Yes. Ooh, ladies, when was the last time y'all was in a relationship? Yeah. Oh, don't put that in a conversation. Oh, I have to put that out there. Don't do that. I know, I know, I know. I, think, I, I don't like that. Thing is, I don't like that. What are men attracted to? They're not attracted to 
you like you like killing it at work and stuff like that. I can understand that. I know we pulling at cords. I know I'm pulling at cords right now. I know. I know what you're saying. And it's not. And I'm not trying to hurt feelings. Yeah, yeah. No, we know. We know. We know. We know. We know. I do agree that I don't think it's the the career that they're attracted to, but. I will say, at least for the guys I have dated, it is the mindset. Yes. They do Absolutely. really they, they, At least they want yeah. you to have yeah. something going on. Exactly. Yes. They want you to at least have something of your that. own. Yeah. That has, yeah. But I, I agree with that. Yeah. And I think, and if I'm, if, if I can be very honest, oh, girl, this is honest. Uh, reporting life from adulthood. <laughs> <laughs> conversations, right? Like the mindset, yes. There's, but there's levels to some of that mindset, yeah. right? Because sometimes that mindset brings us in this position where we have to be protective. Mm. And as black women, yeah. we are very protective on how we approach situations, what we do, how people are going to treat us. Mm-hmm. And I hate to say it, but it's very true. Sometimes that also makes us very combative. Yes. Yeah, that's right. And then sometimes when it's very combative and you're having these relationships with men, you think a man really want to have a conversation with you when you're combative? Mm-hmm. But you well, know what? That's not my story. I, I'm, I'm, I'm not, being very honest. Yeah, no, I see what you're saying. I don't. I wouldn't consider myself combative in relationships. I don't. Yeah, like I'm. I don't. I make it a point not to like emasculate the man mm. or like I'm aware of the male. Because you also what does that mean? But you know what, what though? Yeah. But you know what though, Bridget? I know you, you and Bridget also. You believe in gender roles. Girl, don't don't put me up. It's all right, Bridget. It's all right. That's okay. okay. No, that's this. okay. I'm gonna say this. That's I'm okay. Say this. <laughs> she said, "Don't put me on blast." No, that's okay. Don't put my tea on the fucking podcast. No. So I do subscribe to some gender roles, not everything. Which I think everyone does. Yeah, yeah, I think that's just like okay. So in the last like I don't know ten years or so, there's this whole movement of like gender is a social construct maybe going too deep but whatever yeah, i'm gonna keep it 100 okay. and i'm gonna bring you back for a gender okay, girl, please do. <laughs> so the last i don't know how you know maybe decade or so there's this whole notion of gender is just a social construct there's no real difference between men and women that's just not true like mm. we are innately different mm-hmm. not to say mm-hmm. we're equal but we're different right mm-hmm. so in a relationship there's going to be differences in how you know, my role and your role is going to be different. Like, I don't, yeah. I, I don't do know. Do you think that like that has anything, just bringing it back to the, um, the combativeness or whatever, mm-hmm. do you feel like that has anything to do with you not being as combative because of the, you believe in like gender roles? Well, let me, let me say this. Like I can be combative if necessary, yeah. but I don't go into a situation thinking, oh, I'm going to check this nigga. I'm going to make him. But I think a lot of women do because they they feel like they need to protect themselves. But But I think that's also very much so like a woman, like a black woman, woman of color kind of thing too, right? Because Mm -hmm. we've always had to protect ourselves. We've always had to carry burdens and we've always had to do so much. And that shows up in relationships. Yeah, Yeah, I agree. That's the part that shows up in relationships. And when it does, we struggle with how does that actually work Mm -hmm. in relationships. Mm -hmm. So I was going to say, I feel like, and I, I hate to be like a wordsmith here, but I feel like combative <laughs> is the wrong yeah, it's word. A very, yeah. like, I, don't, I wouldn't say it's a wrong word. word. Like, what I would say, like, it, it might not be the word you like. Or maybe oh, like defensive. I guess maybe for me, like, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I guess for me, I, then if we're talking combative, I wouldn't say where I am now, I don't feel like I'm combative. But I yeah. do. Can, I can definitely see how other people might come into a relationship with me and think that I am combative. Because I think, and I've said this on multiple occasions to yeah. the men I'm dating, I'm like, 
is it like you know you said you like a strong woman that's opinionated and speaks her mind but you but don't they really like don't. it when it's they, they don't, don't. Yeah. They, you they don't like it lie, when it's they want to say whatever sounds good but not just like in any way it's like I'm approaching you I'm communicating well but I'm telling you I don't like this and you just don't like to hear I don't like this can we just have a second to talk about I know this has nothing to do with what we're talking about but we need to get into that for a second because you are absolutely right I'm the same type of woman I'm gonna let you know how I'm feeling I'm gonna let you know what's on my mind we're not gonna always agree and I'm and that's okay with me right but a lot of men especially African men because I date African men right (laughs) they actually don't like that shit they tell you that they like a you know Mm -hmm. a woman who knows themselves and is opinionated Mm -hmm. and you go into a situation with them and they actually don't like that shit bro they feel threatened by that shit Mm -hmm. and they feel less do you feel like they're very traditional you know I think that a lot of African Mm -hmm. men right now think that they're not traditional but they actually are are really they still have those same mindset but they are that have to do with gender roles as well i think so i think so especially in especially in the african culture i think that we definitely believe in gender roles for sure i think that the newer generation is kind of stepping back from that a little bit and in my family like my dad takes out the trash yeah Yeah. but like my mom cooks but my dad dad i mean it's also like up (laughs) and down right like my dad cooks a lot too so like so does my father yeah like you know maybe that's not like traditionally gendered rolled or whatever but like um there's there's certain things like my dad's gonna fix the toilet if it's not working right. he's gonna do this if it's not working he's gonna do that he's gonna do that like you're not gonna see my mom on her knees like trying to but, scrape something but, but does that mean that that's the thing though you all right i want i still want not my to man to take it. that's the but, thing i still want my man to take yeah. out the trash to fix the shit because i don't want to fucking do it right mm-hmm. but i still want to be able to speak my mind just because you fix yeah, the absolutely. motherfucking toilet so, don't mean i, I can't also, speak I don't, my mind i don't even that's yeah. not it's not like a tip for tip exactly. yeah, that's not really exactly. a general yeah. thing like you should if, it, if you're in a relationship you should be able to express yourself and tell your partner how you feel there's, ahead, there's a way there's a way no there's a way to express yourself right like you can tell you can tell someone how you feel without saying oh you're a bitch you're a bitch that's disrespectful but you can tell I didn't like that. Oh wait, yeah. Okay, go ahead. I just, respond, so respond. this mic right now, me and Savvy, we're really hot right now. We okay, just want to come in with some really stuff. Hot. Um, so I just wanted to. Oh man, hope I don't lose it. But I just <laughs> wanted to come in with a couple of things. I feel like a lot of us not um do still subscribe to gender roles. Mm-hmm. We just have more of a. It's not as um, rigid. And white. Yeah, rigid. as rigid. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot more. We're going to help you. We're going to cross over. Yeah. And there's a more, a lot more accepting people of who they are. And I did want to say, I also even just Bridget's response to like you subscribe to gender roles. It's yeah. like I also think that we talk about traditional societal mm-hmm. pressures, but we don't talk about modern day. Um, societal Very pressures true. and mm-hmm. i think that's one of them that yo you gotta be you know this strong woman you don't take nothing you don't I subscribe don't like to that. gender rules and i'm yeah. like i i would like to subscribe to <laughs> right. gender roles right. to yeah. i want no, my I'm not, i mean i wouldn't try yeah, to go like, shovel it's, some snow it's out it's but it needs to be a happy medium like it needs to make sense yeah i guess for me it always feels like too that at least for people that are very liberal and on that side like when you want to be any sort of traditional, there is pushback. Like there's this thing, like you yeah, are not a like, real woman. You're not independent. With um, paying for the first date, I have had Yo, people tell oh me, goodness. "You might be single because you want your man to pay for the first date." I was like, "You need a girlfriend." Then get I guess out I'm gonna be life. single for a while. Like, so interesting. I'm okay with that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I want to double. Yeah. I want to double back for a second. You on the first, because second, and third date. Girl, I want to double it. back because I think I think we're missing something here. Okay. I think we're missing okay so i think a woman being opinionated being strong and that men want those things Mm -hmm. i actually think that's correct 
Mm-hmm. I think what we're missing is the delivery and the impact. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. So mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. let me let me let me break that down for a second. So we have to be mindful to be better communicators as people, sure. right? And I'm just going to talk about black women for a minute. Because when we're, when we're mindful about what we're communicating, then our delivery of strength mm-hmm. can come off, strong. right? Strong, yeah. but impactful. Yeah. But if our delivery isn't right, it's not hitting the core. Give an example. Okay, yeah, so say example. for example, um, let's see. I'm a woman and I'm having a disagreement with my, my boyfriend. Right. I'm not what? even going to use my, my husband. I'm just going to use the boyfriend, okay? okay. Um, I'm having a disagreement with my boyfriend, and maybe it's something that he kept he, he keeps doing mm-hmm. and that I've told him I didn't like him doing it. Okay. I don't know. Maybe it's when you take off your clothes, you keep putting it on the floor, and you need to be putting it in the hamper. Mm-hmm. I've told you that many times, <laughs> and I'm now I'm tired of it, right? Yeah. And so now I'm going to deliver the message differently. more intensely. Yeah. Not mm-hmm. differently. Same message, but intensely. Yeah. And so my delivery right had an impact of now he's like oh i don't like when you do this or whatever whatever it becomes a bigger like, oh, you hear me discussion now. right it becomes a bigger discussion but now he's upset with you yeah. yeah right and he shouldn't be upset with you you think because you've you already told it you said it like 10 times however my thing is like now it's your problem now it's your problem <laughs> right and, and and let me let me say this and when i say when i talk about delivery it's like now as a woman or just people in general, but I'm talking as a black woman, I now have to think, okay, what is it that I need to know about this man so that I can communicate the message I'm trying to come back and get the impact that I want? Mm. Because the way I've been delivering that has not been working. But that's also knowing your partner. It is. Right. And you I think that's the part. I yeah. think that's the part that it's a lot of black women struggle with. And knowing, but that's yeah. the part I think a lot of black women, because we're talking about black women, mm-hmm. struggle with is understanding our partner, not to do unto them as we want to be done unto us, but yeah. do unto them as they should be done unto them. Why is, why is this specific to black women? Yeah, I know I that we're black, black women. I thought this though. conversation was about black women. I could talk yeah. about all women. Yeah. I, know, I know it's about black women because we're black, but for this instance, I don't think that it's No, this can go across. This can go across. No, no, no. This can definitely. But I'm speaking. Like if you are a combative person, then when you get into a relationship, you're going to be combative. Absolutely. I can only speak for relationships that I am familiar with, which is on my black (laughs) and brown. You get what I'm saying? I'm sure white women experience this, Hispanic women, Asian women experience this, but I am talking about the experiences of my friend group. And that happens to be black and brown women. I will also say, just in general, I think that most people. Uh, assume that they are better communicators Ooh. than they, they are. are. That is a fact. My God. That is a oh fact. Oh, my God. Okay. A hundred percent. I know we can get into that. The too, way you we got to bring it back. Okay. We got to bring it back to the topic. So okay. I'm going to move on to the next question. Because to we can talk about communicators. <laughs> That's all I want to say. <laughs> we can talk about communication for hours. Yes, we can. So let's yes. bring it back. The next question I want to ask y'all is, do you guys find yourself... <laughs> I'm sorry, I can get the mic. <laughs> I did, but it's okay, girl. Um, the next question that I want to ask you guys is: Do you guys find yourself comparing yourself to your friends um, or people on social media when they are at a place where you thought you were going to be at this age? And be honest, yeah. because yeah. you know, honesty, unfiltered, raw. So go ahead. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm being real. I don't because I feel like people post on social media Ooh. what they want you to see. Yeah. Right? You're not seeing stuff. everything that's yeah. going on. So it may look good, but you don't know the full extent of what's going on. So I think you, you can't really compare yourself to mm-hmm. people's best moments that they're posting on mm-hmm. social media. Yeah, I, I have to say, I think I think, yes, 
I think, hmm. <laughs> I think, this is so strange. I think it's second degree thinking, right? Like that's like next, oh, that's, that's like the next thinking. step. That's the yeah, next but step. What's your but what's your initial, initial yeah, reaction? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're yeah, going yeah. to, like, and I can't speak for you, yeah. but we're, as soon as you see something, it has an immediate impact. Yeah, that's your facts. That's facts. It's immediately that's facts. trying to figure out what is happening, right? Mm-hmm. And then when it figure out what is happening, then it's like, damn, that's really cool. Mm-hmm. Instantly, you probably compare yourself in that moment. But then the next degree of thinking, you if think you even can get there, it, yeah. is, oh, well, that's them. Right. Yeah. That's that's their journey. I think that's where I'm at, too. Yeah. I'll you know look I mean? at um, certain things on social media. Um, it's not, it's it's usually not even my friends, because when my friends are getting into relationships or getting married or having kids, I'm like hella hype. I'm like, I you're a hype them. woman. Yeah. Like, yeah. yo, this shit is lit. We're getting, you know it's like, you're getting, getting married. We're getting married. You know their story. Exactly. Exactly. So it's like, I'm excited yeah. for you because yeah. I know what it is. I do have to say, though, when my relationship ended, mm-hmm. it was really hard for me to be mm-hmm. happy for all of my friends. Okay. Because I felt like, um, and, and this happened with one of my close friends. I felt like um, as my relationship was ending, it was just so depressing and sad for me mm-hmm. that I was like, damn, when am I ever going to get to that point again? Mm-hmm. So then when I started mm-hmm. seeing people already at that point, I was like, fuck, like, am I behind now? Mm-hmm. Like, that's mm-hmm. a that shit was, yeah, yeah that shit right. it scared me. Natural. It made me sad. And then I would see... I used to follow like I do Ghana, Nigeria, oh, yeah, all that shit. I unfollowed all that bullshit, <laughs> 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 especially at that time because it was like marriage, 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 marriage. It's all mm-hmm. in your face, and when you're in a space where you're so far from it because you're mm-hmm. at the end of a relationship, that shit is scary as fuck. Because yeah. you're like, am I ever gonna get? You start thinking those thoughts like, am I ever gonna get married? Am I ever gonna meet somebody who I love again? And it was really hard for me at that point. So I did definitely see myself comparing myself to where people are. I'm not at that place anymore yeah. because now I understand that that relationship had to end for a reason yeah. so that I can mm-hmm. be in a, a, yeah. a better situation or whatever. It, it just had to end. It wasn't meant for that. It wasn't meant for me at that time. Um, so now I'm in a better place. I still don't follow those pages or anything like that. Cause I just don't, I don't know. It just puts so much pressure mm-hmm. on me sometimes, but then that secondary um, thinking yeah. kicks in like, I don't know what the hell they're going through in their their relationship or their marriage. I'll I'll say, like, even though... So, I think when you see those things on social media, you might feel like, like you're saying, you're behind. So, Mm -hmm. that I guess that's natural. Maybe I feel that sometimes. Mm -hmm. But I don't ever feel like I'm fucked up because these people are good. You know, I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. But you do think... I think you do have to, like, be at a certain place in your life right because i i get i get those times i would consider myself somebody whole and full right Mm -hmm. like i understand where i am and Mm -hmm. i'm good but then there are times where i'm not good right Right, and if i am looking at social media and that's okay and And you're not posting those times right right? and And you don't see everyone else's not good times exactly Exactly. because not everybody's being vulnerable like most people are not yeah i know i'm definitely not vulnerable like that i only post when i'm having a good motherfucker right you know what i'm saying I post my bathing suits. Yeah, I'm not gonna be crying on social media. Yeah, sure do. Sure do. Like for me, like when I look at somebody, whether it's social media or like you know my friends or whatever. So social media, I don't take it personally. For me, like I'll look at somebody and if they're in a space, like I I follow a lot of like Christian young married couples Mm. and I love seeing that because it's something that I want, right? right? So I don't see it like. A negative or I don't see That's it like uh, I'm not in this space and it makes me feel like I'm I'm not doing well or whatever mm-hmm. like I see it like this is something that I strive for but in like in my in my own way right like yeah. I'm not gonna be 
copying whatever exactly. someone else is doing. Yeah, that's you're going to do what's what best for at. you. Right. right. So for me, like, that's what I look like in social media. Like, for social media, outside of that, too, it's like, listen, like, half the people don't even have the real face. They don't have <laughs> a real <laughs> Their money ain't that? even real. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Can we so, please talk about that? Listen. Yeah. Not only how everybody comparing looks- ourselves to... Um, people and like if they're married or have kids or whatever, but what people have and yes. what people look like, and that's bodies. Everything and is fraud nowadays. They try surgery, to make you feel like half of these bags they got ain't real. Half of these, exactly. like, it's just not. It's not something that you need to be looking at. Like I want to strive for that because they don't have it, Bruh. You so. know what I'm saying? Bruh. And then, but outside, like for my friends, like you said, like I'm always like I'm always rooting for my friends. Like yeah. if you got something yeah. and if you're doing something, like yo, bro, I'm behind you. We're period. a team, 100%. so I'm yeah. happy. That exactly exactly but like outside of that i mean listen I've, i feel like i'm also on like a personal journey where i'm like you know what god i know what you have for me yeah and right. i'm very patient yeah and i'm going to be patient because what comes for me is gonna be so amazing it's about to be so it's gonna be outside of your even yes. your imagination exactly so. and it happens when you least expect it yeah exactly yeah. so i will oh. <laughs> <laughs> so i will say this might be the mango punch and then um the mango know, punch. yeah the regular <laughs> minute maid minute maid advertisement for minute maid <laughs> mango punch it in i'm feeling a little a sherry sherry but i definitely can see even over the over the years where i used to be and where i used to compare myself like there was um we have we went on a trip to oh three out of five of us went on a trip to thailand a oh, couple yeah, of years ago and i could not understand um so our friend just recently sent us pictures this was like 2017 that we went on this story. and i could not understand for the life of me why i was not in any pictures i was like mm. i was very sparingly in or sparsely whatever um, <laughs> in pictures and i was like why are you not in any pictures and it took me like to go back to understand during that time period, mm. I was very comparing of my body to mm. other women and I never wanted to be in pictures. Mm-hmm. And I didn't realize at the time, especially like um, I hang out with girls that are under the height of 5'5". Five five. Uh, <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> like, I am 5'8". I am thick. So it always okay. also made me feel a lot bigger <laughs> being next to them in pictures. Mm, yeah. And so I would never be in pictures, but I clearly am not there anymore but it took me a long time like i was looking at these pictures like girl where you at like i completely i feel you i am five two but i don't have the big ass and big well i got big titties but i ain't got the big ass big ass like a lot of Ghanaian women do like you should my sister's ass bridget's ass jackie's ass jackie's not Ghanaian. sabby's ass damn kavia's ass damn it's it's everybody. Everybody. It's just me. <laughs> but um no, but I'm Ghanaian and my sisters, both of my yo, sisters. Abby, yo, their ass is yes. wild. <laughs> and then um you go on social media and of course like everybody the big thing now is getting a BBL and just getting a fat yeah. ass. And it's taken so much to just accept my body mm-hmm. for what exactly it is. Mm-hmm. Because just like you're saying, taking pictures, I used to not even want to take pictures with people with fat asses. Cause Really? Yeah, because you turn your ass and then the other person turns their ass and, and now your face don't even do? matter it's confusion it's confusion what is that what is that where is that where is it where is it so but it took me a while to just be like yo this is the body that god gave me That's like how dare i yeah. question it or her, how dare yeah. i want to add more to it or and i hey if you want to go add more take There's out whatever that's your, that yes. that's your business that's your business but for me and myself i'm just like i'm gonna accept this body for exactly what it is and yeah 
yeah that's we should be doing more of that and mm-hmm. honestly i do think time away from social media oh is girl so important. i talk about that it's, it's so important time. i, I just took a break it's almost like an addiction like it you is. feel this com- yes. like compelled to touch your phone and look and, and do, so and do like, an update and look at updates yeah. and like be a part it's of so it for yeah. us to compare mm-hmm. ourselves right so yeah. it's just yeah. like it's something that you people think they don't do it, but low key, you like do. that's why I said it's the first. That's why I said it's the first. And then it's the second thought if you yeah. can get there. But recently, Instagram took out likes. And I was actually really that, that was good. Wild. Yeah. The internet it was went like wild. for a couple hours. Yeah, the influencers went sick. I was so happy too, and I want them to actually do that. The influencers were They were tight. I was like, it was like other. It's like what is others? Yeah, they were I really liked wanted it. to see where things were gonna go. Yeah, really and then they Instagram was like, "Let me put this back yeah. Yeah, because people are going, going crazy." Sick. Yeah, but that's should, how it. But they claimed it was a mistake. They should have just kept it. Like, Honestly, yeah. because yeah. it it takes so much mistake. pressure off of just like, oh, I could just post it. I don't and not worry yeah. about. Yeah. Right. I honestly felt like it was gonna go yeah. back to that, and I was excited. But I also wanted to say, uh, I don't remember what triggered this, but um, <laughs> with the I think being happy for your friends, I think when at least last year. I'm leaving so they know um but <laughs> um i was really hard in the job search and hard on like starting my own endeavors and i think it was like the initial thing of being really happy for my friends but then also be like five seconds late like why isn't this working out yeah um, for me. i know they know i'm talented so i know normal. i'm talented yeah. yeah i will say the only thing that really helped me is like as before the i feel like as before the thought could even reach completion i we just pray about it because I'm yes. like, that's not where we are. Same. That's not what we're going to do. So we need just be prayer for like yeah. the thought to leave, but prayer about everything my friends were about to go into. I hope you bless them in this yeah. new yeah. job. Yeah. This ain't amazing. the beginning. Like, yeah. this is it. Yeah. 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 My prayer game has definitely yeah. gone up. Like, like I told you guys, I lost my job day before my 30th. Like, literally since that day, the way that I've been like, yo, God, I know you got me. Mm-hmm. And the way that I like, I think about my life and I, I, I expect. God to move in my life mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying because you can tell him his your wants you have faith. and your desires yeah. exactly and he's going to move the way accordingly right so I, the way that I've thought of of my life after like finding my 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 love in God or whatever like has been tremendously different from when I didn't yeah. you know so yeah. I already know exactly my faith is on a hundred and I already know like I don't got to worry about nothing because yeah. that's a mindset shift yes Right. And, and it's a it's a growth mindset. Yes. And I think when we have the ability to think in a growth and an abundance, then things come yes, in abundance. the abundance mm-hmm. thing. Like thinking right? in that is so <laughs> crucial. It's and so not crucial. worrying what society yes. has said that you're supposed yes. to be doing. Yeah. But you're just focused on what God. Yes. Or, or what or you plan. You. What did you yeah. plan? Right. For you yourself. yourself. Right. How are you exactly. Like, yeah, are you that. happy within yourself? Yeah. Fuck what society is saying. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. am I doing what I want to do? Am I doing things that fulfill me? Am I doing yeah. things that make me happy? And yeah. those are the things that I choose to focus on. Exactly. Yeah. To Sabby's earlier point when she was reading me. Uh, <laughs> She's like, let's start over. But let me tell you real quick. Single bitches in the room. Let me tell you. But I definitely feel like when I when I think about like, am I prioritizing career over family over children? Mm. I stopped think. uh, For me, I don't even really think about it anymore. I'm like, 
I know God knows the desires of my heart. Yeah. I know he has, me and him have had conversations okay. about what it's going to look like. So mm-hmm. I don't know how it might play out. Yeah. I might here like, exactly. this man wants to go travel. Yeah, girl, I can work right. for anywhere. Where you want to go? Okay. Okay. We're going to raise some it international him. citizen children, yeah. global citizen children. Like, okay, baby. Honestly, <laughs> my priority has definitely been God too. So yeah. like, I'm not even thinking, like you said, about, the career, the love that's I want or whatever it may be. Like, I'm just like leaving up to you and then you let me know. Mm-hmm. And that's why they say like when people plan, <laughs> when people plan, God laughs because God, God's plan is different. Like Yo. what you think your life is going to be, as we've been talking about, it's not going to be that. And we think Claire, you know, we like a small picture. Right. Like, God is like, girl, I got so much more There's for you. There's so much more coming. You're playing you yourself. Don't even, yeah. You can't even that's see That's why he's it, laughing. So. You're playing right. yourself. I honestly, like, even to where we started this conversation, like, where did you think you were at 18? Like, okay, none of us are where we thought we would be, but right. at the same point, God knew where we would be, and I would not yep. change it for anything, yeah. because also, this has been lit. Just a caveat <laughs> okay. for people who don't believe in God and believe in other higher Deities. power, because I know that, you know, yeah. there's other people that don't mm-hmm. believe in God and that have listened to this podcast. That's okay, too, you know, no, we're just for you. This is just our experience, because yeah. yes, I know that yes. at least I believe in God, and I think mm-hmm. many of us believe yeah, in God. So that's just our experience and our thoughts, but if you don't believe in God and you believe in something else, that's right, okay, too. Higher a higher power or whatever you believe in, that's okay, too. And however you encourage yourself, do that. Do that. Can yeah. I also speak on that? Because I, I consider myself a spiritual person. So do mm-hmm. I, actually. I, I just mm-hmm. talked about the yeah, story in the last yeah. episode, and niggas looked at me crazy. Religion versus spirituality. (laughs) But I think my spirituality kind of guides me a little bit different. Just a little Mm. bit. It it may be the same kind of concepts. Well, it's good to have your perspective. So, yeah. Yeah. And and I say this. um, Yes, I think there is a higher power moving and guiding. But I will never forget the part I play. Yeah, of course. And helping to move forward. Right? Like. And having a plan, like no, you I, have I know to, we have, you about, have to play a part. You do, like, got, like there's this story, right? That when I remember when I was in Bible school, and they would just be like, you know, um, you're stuck at sea, and you're asking God, God, send me some help, send me some help, send me some help, or whatever it may be. And like they send a ship, and someone's like, you need help, and they're like, no, no, God's coming. Oh <laughs> no, 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 and then the next ship comes by, no, 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 God's coming, <laughs> and the next ship, no, 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 God's coming. God's like, hello, God nigga, I'm sending you, you help. Like you gotta like you have to Jackie, they gotta say niggas. So this is how me and God speak. Yeah, I don't want nobody to come for me. This is how me and my God. Because that's your relationship with God. Me and my God know how we talk. No, that's a good that is a good point. And you have to make the choice and the decision and the the like the action yes. behind it. Like yes. like they say, like what prayer without works is, is nothing. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You know you what I'm saying? To, like you gotta put I the work in. I don't want people, I guess that's the message I want to make sure we capture yeah. here because I don't want people to just think, oh, I'm going to leave it up to God. Oh, yeah. oh no, 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 no. You have to. No, we have to follow that up. Yes, yes you have to yes. put say, what is your role? role. We have a role. I want to go back because Abby and I spoke about this last week when she was upset with me. But like that's something that I feel like I'm coming to also in my relationship with God. It's like I feel like people like, I'm just going to, I'm just gonna ask god about it. i'm just gonna pray about it and i'm like i'm also going to trust the wisdom and the common oh, yes, that he God. bestowed yes. upon me right yeah. like, i feel like yeah. i feel yeah. like it's insulting to Baby. god to be yes. asking about basic stuff like you don't be asking waking up like god should i take this bro i think <laughs> we already have that too. common sense like mm-hmm. right. bottom level common sense because if mm-hmm. you keep praying yes 
you know, ask for wisdom and it will be given to you. But are you utilizing the wisdom you're that was already given it. to you? Right. Yeah. Right. There needs to be a level of And your talents yes. and everything that you yes. have within yes. you is yes. from him. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I agree with that. Well so. said. All right. So the last question that I have for y'all, and I think we basically just talked about it, but there's anything else that you want to add, please do. How do you encourage yourself to just stay the course? Mm. I think that we talked about, you know, our mm. um, religion and our spirituality and that, yeah. you know, encourages us. Is there anything else that encourages you to just like stay the course and believe in what's going to happen is going to happen? Yeah, I'm going to go first. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I think that whereas, and I reference back to being 18, you know, 30 seemed old mm-hmm. as I'm on the verge of 30 in <laughs> June 14th. But, um, 30, uh, Gemini. But thir- oh, oh, hey, wow, wow. I am <laughs> just a humble little girl. Looking for <laughs> but as I'm on the verge of 30, 30 just seems like the beginning of life. And like, yes. I feel yes. more it, and it, more it and more. Like yes, it, yeah. but more and more and more, I feel like I'm like, wait, 60? 60s in 30 years? That's not enough time. I got stuff to do. This life is short. Yeah. So I think that I've encouraged myself by saying like, this is your life and yeah. you at the end of this life i want to be happy yes. i want to feel fulfilled and yes. it might not look like mm-hmm. everybody else's life but it looks exactly the way that's fulfilling me for you and it's as long yep. as it's in line with the purpose that god has for me and the plan that god has for me i am good yeah. because people gonna talk yeah, <laughs> either which way society's yeah. still gonna pressure and when things happen or even if i went their way they would still talk so let me yeah. be happy and go my way yeah. Yeah. i remember i used to work in a i still work at tufts but um <laughs> I, I, well, I, I don't know what, yeah don't fire me <laughs> Um, I work at Tufts, but I used to actually go into the hospital for Tufts, and I used to, I worked in the emergency room as a social worker there. And um, there was this, I always tell this story because it's been so impactful to me, but there was this woman, this older woman, and usually I respond to all traumas as a social worker. So I go and I talk to all the people that come in through the ambulance. Yeah. So I went, it was an older lady, and I was just talking to her, and I just like to make conversation. And at like towards the end of our conversation, I was just asking her, like, what would you tell your younger self, you know, mm-hmm. as you are at your age? And I think she was like 80 something years old. Wow. And the one thing she said to me was, make sure that you do everything that you do for yourself yes. and mm-hmm. nobody else. Because when you're dying and when you're my age or when you're, you're getting to you're that gonna age, you're going to think about you're dying. You alone right <laughs> nobody is going into that casket with you and you're gonna yeah. start thinking of like did i do this shit for me or did i do this shit for the next person next mm, to me yeah or did i do this shit for my mom yeah. or did mm-hmm. i do this shit for my sister and when she said that to me at, since then when i make my decisions or i do things i do it solely based on if this shit makes me happy i'm doing yeah. it if this shit is good mm-hmm. for me i'm doing it mm-hmm. and that's something that helps me stay the course that helps me encourage myself is that I just do what makes me happy. And I put myself first and I tell my friends, like be selfish, put yourself first Mm. because that was another topic. (laughs) (laughs) The way I was about to say, like for me, it's so difficult to be selfish only because I think of my family so much Yeah, and I only live upstairs from them right now because I'm like, I don't want them to struggle without me. Like I know that they need my help and this, this and that, but I'm also like, damn, I kind of want to move and I kind of yeah. want to do this. I that happened to me that. when I was yeah. moving out. But I'm but also like, so I good. have to, right? Like eventually I'm going to have my own family. Yeah, you have mm-hmm. to. And this, this and that, but Leave the I, I do agree with like being selfish in your season to do that. Um, so I, I'm, I'm in that space right now where I'm like, I'm, I'm starting to 
want to be selfish yeah, for put me. put yourself I mean, I'm not saying, like, hey, fuck your family. Yeah, I don't that's know. Not no, that's, that's not what I'm saying. That's not what I'm saying. That's not what I'm saying. saying is, like, there's, <laughs> there's certain things um, in your life that comes and you start to think of, okay, I want to do this. Like, even starting this podcast, I'm like, yeah. I want to do this, but I'm scared of what people will think. Oh or I'm scared can of I how people another re- will receive it. Can yeah. I, do you all mind? Because when I hear selfish, selfish. as all of it us know, it's a like, negative yeah. connotation. That's not what I, yeah. So can I offer another word, intentional? I've been because so intentional. No. Intentional or self-fulfilling, self-fulfilling is what they make you feel word. good. Yes. Yeah. How can I, Abigail, yes. Bridget, Jackie, yeah. Kavia, Sabrina, be more intentional of With how myself. we lead yeah. our lives? Yeah, that's what we're talking about. Yeah, I hate so that real. selfish has such a yeah, it, negative it is, connotation. I mean, it is a and negative word, though. Even, yeah. But that's why I, I, even like that, like I used to think of it so negatively. But it's I not. Did, but I also think <laughs> I at times it's not. No, it's I not. agree. I think you have to be selfish at times. You, you have to and care you have about to be you. Very intentional no, yeah, I don't know if I agree with that. For you, mm-hmm. right? I, that's, like, I'm more with so, if the word doesn't work, let's switch it out. So we're not selfish. We just prioritize ourselves. That's a good one. Make it sound good, guys. Make yourself a even if we try to redefine it is what it is yeah. right like yeah, yeah. yeah the word means something and it doesn't mean good but you all mean good yeah so you i think that prioritizing honestly that is the key i it y'all know it took me a while to learn this and honestly since i'm doing it i'm like just think just these really it's roll off my back. It right. does. Yeah, like, it oh, absolutely wow. does. We doing K now. Can I, yeah. can I also offer something, some last words? Mm-hmm. I, I would say, um, for me, I've learned at 30, because I think 30 is that pivot, yeah. to ground myself in my values. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I think... In your core. Once in my core. You and I think once I establish, okay, what a, who who am I yeah. saying mm-hmm. that I want to be and how am I showing up yes. as that person? Yeah. Yeah. The and so when I say... So yeah, and so when I said to myself, well, I know I want to be connected mm-hmm. with more people in my, my life. I want to be joyful mm-hmm. in my life. I want to be supportive. Mm-hmm. And I want to be loving. Yeah. So if I'm doing doing things I have to remember that's my core yeah, yeah. and that's if those things are not you know what I'm yeah. saying not only giving it to myself but if I am giving it to myself yeah then I'm able to offer those values to, to others yeah. yeah and I think those values have grounded me to live a life of abundance yeah to live a truthful life mm-hmm. and to be who I say I am mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. I'm not at 30 yet but I'm really excited to get to 30 because <laughs> even as I've thing. as I've uh, yeah. grown into my late 20s mm-hmm. These years have been transformative, and I just mm-hmm. can't even imagine what thirty looks like. I hear from older people. I have older friends. Stop calling me old. Not you, Every- bitch. <laughs> yeah, everyone says that no, thirty is like. <laughs> yeah, no, I. But my older friends, like in their next, as they even forties, have told me like the yeah. older you get, the more yeah. of a fuck you don't give. Okay, okay. Yeah. and that's and what I'm so trying to be. I learned that from my mom. Well, my okay, that's where I'm trying to be. Yeah, yeah. But my thing is, and I love that you guys are what 28, 29. And like, it's such a beautiful thing to think like, yo, I can't wait to get to 30. Like I, and I also like at that age, I was also like, yo, 30 about to be lit. Yeah. Like I already know, like, I. but even like two years ago, I was like, I'm going to have this, 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 and this ready. And it's like, it ain't there yet. Yeah. And that's okay. But right. But But, like you have the mindset of like wanting something and looking forward to something. 30 is going to be so beautiful. Y'all like I'm in a space right now where I'm excited about 
everything. Yeah. Right. And it's all because it's all me. Like, you because know, what when I mean? you like, show up, I'm telling y'all, yes. when you show up whole and you show yes. up as who you say you yes. are, I, I'm telling y'all, things mm-hmm. just start to come to, to you. you. Right. You don't it have to wasn't until that. I was like, I started hitting 31, mm-hmm. 32, where I, things just started to come to me. And I'm yeah. like, oh my gosh, this is a blessing. And people may call it luck, but no, actually, no, I've worked. Things happen yeah. to you, and you don't even see it yeah. as a blessing. And it is. Like, I was mm-hmm. telling you, like, I lost my job. I'm like, uh, mm, I don't care. But then I'm like, yo, God. Thank you. I didn't yeah, even like that yeah. job. <laughs> like, I don't even want to be there. You know right. what I'm saying? But things happen to you. And look and at you. Your, your business has, girl, you know. Literally. In the middle of a pandemic. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I've been so blessed. And I literally, like, I, I ain't got, thank you, But God. that's, and that's <laughs> why. Literally. And that's why literally. I, yeah, and that's why I said the whole thing of, like, when we plan God laughs. Because you probably had a plan of being your job. So, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Did I? Yeah. And then you got fired. You're like, oh, no, this is the worst thing. Mm-hmm. But then you found something better through that. Mm-hmm. So Because that wisdom kicked in. Right. Okay. So you have your own talents. I have to use my mind. Yeah. Like, you girl, have I, your I, talents within you that you're able to use yeah. to yeah. progress. And, and then yeah. you're able to use all of that experience and yes. all of what you've learned. Right. and. That's the best part about life is you get to look back and look at everything that you've been through and then use that for your future. And And that's what makes me excited. And hopefully people can do that. That's the thing too. Like some people can't even like take that step to use what they've gone through to propel them forward. Yeah. I think we are like Mm -hmm. a great group of women because I think we all have come to that point where Mm -hmm. we're like very settled in ourselves. Mm -hmm. We're looking forward. And I understand. I truly understand. That that's not everybody. That's, that's oh, not. absolutely. It took me a while, yeah. and but, we have yeah. our and I have my moments where I'm not that yeah. put yeah. together, right? Sometimes yeah. I'm like, I mean, damn, I maybe like people I have their insecurities, right. and you oh, have things that you like. You look back and it's like, uh, maybe I, I should have did this, maybe mm-hmm. I should have done that. Yeah. Yeah. Things would have been different, but yeah. you can't think like that. You have to yeah. be in the present, and you know. Definitely. But I I just still look back, and I guess I look back again. I know those last <laughs> 10, 11 years, and I'm like, this was this is this is so good, and I feel like thirty is where. I've I was like trying to figure it. I mean, sorry, twenties was where oh, I was. Oh, two, <laughs> two months, girl, two months. But I feel like twenties was where I was trying to figure it out. I was creating, I was growing, da, da, da. and I feel like thirties. We still doing that, but it's just so much more leveled yeah, your 20s off. Is ghetto, like, <laughs> you want to be there? Nah, your twenties is twenties is a fun yeah, time. So. It's but it is hella fun though. It's a yeah. lot. Well, it's, you're trying to figure yourself out. But then I think your twenties is also very split. Like your early twenties. Yes, there's like, a difference. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. No, early twenties. Early twenties. Fuck Early twenties was ghetto as hell. You're like 25, 26, and you're like. Oh, yeah, 25, 26, those are the years that I think I was most insecure. Because oh, yeah. I was yeah. like, whoa, I'm like, 25 is a, it's a cool can we, age. Can we talk like about the quarter-life pro- crisis? No, Nobody real. talks about that, that shit. 25 is when you hit that quarter-life crisis. It's real. I know, I looked at myself. I thought I was going to married at 27. That's right. Because, you know, when you're younger, you think that 25 is the year that you're going to get married. I think that for a lot of That's probably what it is. It's that psychological thing. Like, you put it in your mind so hard that, like, as a kid, you're like, ooh, 25 is old. Ooh, 25, I'm going to be married. Yeah. I'm going to have children. But and then when you get there, you hit 25 and, and like, it doesn't happen, you feel very, yeah. like, behind. Depressed. Yeah. 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 yeah, that quarter-life crisis is real. Especially when you, and I can speak for myself and Abigail, too, when you're in a relationship yeah. <laughs> right before that, yeah. and then that relationship don't work out, and you're thinking, like, damn, if I had stayed with this person, I probably I would, would be, married. be married at 25. But then, then you think, like, that Would person wasn't be, right yeah. for me that's at all. Yeah, that not. person was not right. And I'm glad so. y'all didn't. I'm very proud of you. Thank yeah, you. thanks, sis. <laughs> it was it, it was hard. 
But you see, look at you now. It was yeah, hard. yeah, yeah. It, yeah. Was, it was definitely hard to leave a situation like that mm-hmm. because because I was getting older. And it's I, so cool to it's even like scary. hear that experience because I've never had that experience. Uh, I want to. So, I'm gonna girl, have a whole episode wow. on getting through a breakup. So Ooh, oh, wow. but anyway, y'all, you know, we we gotta wrap wow. it up. I know we could talk about this yeah, for so for much longer, <laughs> but we gotta wrap it up. And I just. Mm-hmm. Last thing I want to say, I think, Kavir, you brought up a good point that everybody is not at a place that we're at. And that's OK, because yeah. you don't have to get there right now, but you will you you can get there. And it's a possibility to get to a point where you're completely OK with where you're at. And if you're not there yet, that's completely OK. So take your time and do what you got to do for yourself. Yes. But I just want to thank you guys so much this was so Thank much fun great conversation yeah. so dope y'all are great woman dope woman happy woman's history month yeah, happy absolutely women's history. happy woman history month i'm glad to do this with happy you guys happy history month yeah <laughs> happy woman history month <laughs> <laughs> all right so we're gonna move on to the last portion of the show we don't have um listener letters yet because i'm recording this a little early so the last episode hasn't dropped yet for me to have listener letters i actually think i want to change the name of listener letters to dear abby so yeah i want to do a a dear abby instead of calling it (laughs) (laughs) listener letters so for dear abby you can write in um and let us know what you think about the topic that we're talking about right now um and yeah if you i don't want to pose i think i said this during the last episode i don't want to pose a specific question so whatever you really want to talk about to, um in regards to this topic of societal pressures on black women and if you're not a black woman that's okay if you're a woman um of, of color or a white woman or whatever you can also write it and just let us know what societal pressures yeah. you feel like you have on yourself and how you're getting past it or where you thought you were going to be at this age and where you are, are now and if you're okay with it if you're not okay with it and how you're getting through it so let me know what you're thinking all right y'all so i lied this is future abby coming in <laughs> um i know that i said that i did not have any letters for this episode because we were recording it before the religion and dating episode actually dropped the next day but i got so many great letters from that episode and i thought it was just timely to incorporate it into this episode so i decided to um go ahead and record the dear abby portion of the show for y'all so that you guys can hear the um letters a week after the episode came out so let's start off with the first letter so the first letter reads abby i'm so glad i got to listen to the religion episode it was so timely for what's going on in my life right now i just recently met someone while i was travel nursing who was muslim and i was not interested in him at all very much against dating him and even said the religion thing was non-negotiable Welp, lol, a month later and my perspective is very different. I realize he he has literally all the qualities I've prayed to God about and I did the same thing. Talked to several different family members and was pleasantly surprised that they were supportive because he treats me so nicely. I love this letter because it just, you know, it just shows that the more open you are when it comes to things like religion or faith, things like this can happen, right? You can meet somebody who treats you beautifully and meet somebody who you were completely just against dating and then look what can happen. You know, I I think that was a really cool letter. So let's move on to the second letter, which is pretty similar um, in terms of dating somebody that is may not be on the same level as you when it comes to faith. So this letter reads, So I recently went on a date with a Christian man 
who is not as deep as I am in their faith. Now, if this was one month ago, I would have said, hell nah. (laughs) Sorry. But what I learned from my day is to give people a chance. People grow and who knows, if you give him a chance, he could grow to the level you would like to see him or her at in their faith or even at a level at a higher level than yours. I think with love and commitment, there's always a chance a person could change for the better or worse. So just because you're a, I'm sorry, just because you're a quote unquote man of God is good to you now, doesn't mean he will be good to you 10 years down the line. I see faith and spirituality the same way. We are all choosing our partners based on their track records and their nows. But as we evolve with life, things change. So everything it's chance and choices. I say I say all this to say I very much enjoyed myself on the date. We are already planning our third date and he just gives me hubby energy. Okay, I know that's right. Go ahead. So yeah, that's just, I think that's just another way that just goes to show that, you know, you give people a chance and you just never know. You might be surprised. You might go ahead and find your husband. Like my sis said, it's giving me a uh, husband energy, baby. All right, let's move on to the next letter. This is one of my favorite letters. I chose this letter because when we did the episode, I don't, we didn't even think about the LGBTQ plus community um, and how they relate to religion and what their perspective is. So this is why I chose this letter. So this letter reads, first and foremost, I want to mention how much this podcast is needed and appreciated. Thank you. Um, the last one about religion and dating was very interesting to me. I am I am a man who is dating another man, and we both consider ourselves God-fearing. The ideals and perceptions of a man or a woman of God in correlation to how faith is practiced seemed a bit performative to me. I really resonated with Abigail when she mentioned that before seeking anything else in a person to seek who they are in general, i.e., are they a good person, are they caring, etc., I believe I've learned love and consideration for others and their faults through ignorance of how my way of love is depicted in the church. Same-sex couples are ridiculed and even banned from receiving any word of God through the platform of, of a church. This in turn has amplified my spirituality and relationship with God. I and my partner have learned that our relationship with God is ultimately personal and the performative acts don't equate to the strength of our faith. We refuse to be the center of attention and a space that should embrace love in all ways. Most importantly, no sin is greater than the other. Each human race faces a different battle. I'm sorry, I totally read that wrong. Each human faces a different battle. The conversation of same-sex couples is beyond what I've written, but in terms of the topic, the most important takeaway for anyone listening is don't try and change people who identify within the spectrum of the LGBTQ plus community. People have grown to hate themselves because of an uncontrollable factor of their being. It's scary to think that I've even wished I was a quote-unquote normal boy because in retrospect, I am perfect and God knows my heart. I didn't ask to be gay. I am just gay. So I'm is gay, period. I love that letter 
so much. Like I said, I don't think that we even thought about the perspective of the LGBTQ plus community as it relates to religion and dating, um, which is why I chose this beautifully written letter to read so that we can just start thinking about that. And I definitely want to make sure that in part two of um, my religion episode that we incorporate that in some way and just discuss it um, because it is real. And yeah, it's happening. And yeah, let's talk about it. So let's go ahead and go to the next letter. So this letter reads, I really enjoyed this episode. This is the type of conversations our generation should be having. Personally, for me, I agree with both points of seeking a partner. I first try to find out if the person is a quote unquote good person and then I ask the religion question. If the man's religion is not the same as mine or does not have a relationship with God, I cannot proceed further. This will just be my friend. Having a relationship with God is important to me in my future. My man needs to be able to hold the family down spiritually, physically, financially, etc. Also, at our age, and then puts in parentheses 26 plus, as Africans whose parents are devoted Christians, when we ask them if it's okay to marry somebody outside of our religion or race, and they say that they don't care and they just want to see us happy, are they really saying that because they just want us to get married and have kids soon? If we would have asked them the same question a couple years ago when we were in college, would we have gotten the same answer? I thought that this was a super interesting um, letter to read and it really made me think like, hmm, I know that my mom is okay with me dating somebody um, outside of, you know, my culture and outside of my religion right now. But if I had asked her a couple years ago, would that have been the same answer? So, um, yeah, I thought that was a really good point to just point out. So I'm going to pick one more letter just for time's sake. Um, I could literally go on and on because I got such great letters, but um, just for time's sake, we're going to go ahead and just do one more letter. So this letter reads, OMG, this was such a great discussion. I think every voice on the podcast represented the various kinds of believers that we have today. I definitely understood most of the views and thought processes behind the varying opinions, but ultimately I agree with Sylvie and Vanessa. I think the term man of God often gets misinterpreted to mean pastor or some authority in the church. Like Sylvie said, it's just a man who has an active relationship with God, one that communes with the Lord through constant prayer and studying of the word. I can see how her expectations might seem unrealistic to some, but it's not the right word. It may be uncommon, but it's very much realistic. Also, it's very sad that some churches have really scarred some of our people. Abby was right in saying that some churches have alternative agendas. It's unfortunate, but it isn't all of them. I pray that the good churches arise to help those who have experienced or witnessed wickedness in the church. Like Vanessa mentioned, the energy, ooh, not the energy, the, sorry y'all, the enemy's agenda is to deter people from the church. He's been successful in discouraging many, but we need to be, I'm sorry, we need not be ignorant of the devices of the enemy. We, we need, we all need to do better. Um, I just want to say that I think that this person is right in terms of the use of the word unrealistic and replacing it with uncommon. Um, I totally agree with that. Um, I still don't really agree with the man of God thing, but I think that everybody's going to have their own opinions and perspectives when it comes to that. So, 
yeah but i definitely respect everybody's opinion and and um perspectives when it comes to the man of god and what that means and um things of that sort but yeah we're gonna go ahead and end it here so once again thank you so much for the dear avi letters um and let's move on to the last portion of the show where you'll start to hear everybody again it won't be just me all right i get to the last portion of the show and that's going to be what have you been listening to watching or reading who okay. wants to go first can i start yeah. yes so i have been listening to drake he can do no he can do no wrong <laughs> in my oh, eyes Bridget that, that little ep he put out scary hours i'm too. so sorry i did what what is it girl he just dropped it like last was it last <laughs> night or two nights ago yeah, i think songs. it was like three yeah. songs. amazing yeah 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 <laughs> i love the lemon pepper freestyle lemon pepper is good the first song is good he can do no wrong in my eyes i love him okay i'm gonna just add okay yeah no it's good just add it just add it on there oh yeah okay Oh y'all will leave anyway. What's yeah, y'all really. Oh, that's disrespectful. Um, what I've been listening to, I've been listening. Okay, so last time I was here, I've been listening to Maluma, and Same. I still am listening to Maluma. Bitch, that was a month ago. I've also, I know, but I've also been listening to. Um, so there's this, <laughs> there's this one song or one, um, yeah, I guess song in um, Israel Holton's and New Breed's Feel Like Home album mm-hmm. called Gorito's Melody. And it's all about like the Latino like experience in church, and it's just like all the old school songs that you listen mm-hmm. to at church. And when I tell you, I go off every time. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. Like it just reminds me of my mom, and it reminds Aww. me of like being like you know a kid and like in church and whatever. So I've been listening to that for sure. Are we just doing listening to right now, or you can do um, one or the other? You can do both. Whatever. Okay. You want so I've also been. I've been, um, wait, listening to, watching, and what? Reading. Reading. Okay, yeah, I've been reading my Bible a lot. That's the only thing I've been reading, honestly. And then um, watching, guys, oh, Married at First Sight. Yeah. Oh, the I've same been watching thing. Everybody Everybody been watching e- Yo, the, we've talked about this out. every single episode. Oh, the, like, I just don't even understand. Chris, Chris if you're listening, did you watch, Chris. Did you watch the last episode? Chris. Bitch. <laughs> What is, what is her name, Paige? Chris, fuck you. Okay, and Paige, <laughs> babe, you just, you deserve, girl, nah, she did you're good. playing she yourself. Did good this, yeah, last this last season, she I'm so good. proud of you because. No, nah, she did good this last episode, she did. But I, I did read something that said that the producer had been telling her to, you know, don't ignore to leave and, and she stayed. She yeah. And that is so, this the um, one that's like in love with his baby mother? Or yeah. Whatever? Yo, yeah, this yeah. last episode was so good. Spoiler alert. Straight. Spoiler alert. Stop listening if you haven't watched oh, the last yeah, episode. Oh, yeah. This last episode when um the baby mama was like, I don't want this nigga. Wait, like, wait, 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 wait. Oh, wait, 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 wait. oh sorry. Don't even go into oh, it. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Okay, never mind. Let's move on. Let's move on. Sabrina, what have you been watching or listening to or reading? Chris. Okay, so what I've been listening to most recently so boring. Meditation music oh, so i have okay. been listening to meditation music on my spotify um and it's because i just need to center myself a little bit more these days as i'm going through a career transition so that's why i've been listening to a lot of meditation music and then secondly what i've been reading is a book called not how but who mm. and it's really about emphasizing and looking at your relationships in a different way, right? Like how can your relationships and the people in your community really help to uplift you in all areas of your life? And so it has been um, an amazing book. And Where can people get it if they're, if they're interested? Well, you, you can go on Amazon. Okay. They can definitely go on Amazon. It's called Who Not How. Who Not How. 
And it really, it really talks about achieving bigger goals with having the right people in your corner and in your lives. Okay. And I think it's been a pivotal time for me to be thinking about relationships, especially after the year of 2020, oh. because if I think about what got me through 2020 has been relationships and community, right. and that has become a staple in my life and a cornerstone. And so this in transition into my new role um, has been most helpful because I value my relationships on a different level now. Mm. Okay. Yep. All right, KK. Oh, hey. Okay. <laughs> I'm here. Um, I have, I'm not a big music person. I listen to my set playlist and I keep it going, um, which is a, you know, selection between Soka, Afrobeats, yes. and. Yes, um, Soka. Yes. <laughs> that 2022. It's all right. I'd be having a whole little I'm carnival hoping. in my, ha- my car. <laughs> like, um, I have been watching, I watch a lot of Netflix, but to, this week is um, Lupin. It is really good. Oh, yeah, if, yeah, yeah. It's so good. I watched you know, it. What is it about? If it's Netflix so is suggesting this for oh, you, like watch yeah. it. Like oh, I, I'm a very person where like I'm not gonna tell you something is good if it's a seven. It got to be true. like nine or ten. And when yeah. you watch it, it will be a ten for you because <laughs> okay, you're that makes me want to watch it. Yes, but yes. So Lupin is really good. It is. um I believe it's translated from French, so you will have to put on the subtitles. And if you're looking for a movie, Parasite is. Bomb. I can't on hear, Netflix? I Parasite that. is Oh, they put so it on Netflix? Cool. Wait, is it on Netflix? Um, no, I think it's on... <laughs> it's either on Hulu. I think it's on Hulu. Okay. The paid for... Paid for. Yeah. Did you okay. guys see Judas and the Black Messiah? Yes. That I, movie was everything. I didn't I just finish watching it. Girl, I actually started watching it on a date. <laughs> <laughs> started watching on a date? It's a history yeah. lesson. Anyway. It's a history it's lesson a his, about our government. The way they yeah. tried to demonize the Black Panthers oh, man, to see, listen. like, yes. that movie is everything. It I love Daniel Kool. He's so good. I love Daniel And trust and believe that setup has not disappeared. Let me just put it that way. And Keith Stanfield, whatever, he's a really good actor. He is a really good actor. And I've heard he's actually very weird in real life. Oh, he's I've heard strange. that as well. Oh, very really? strange. Really I've, yes. uh, yeah, I've heard yeah, that as well. He's, he's very he's, odd. I follow him on Instagram. I don't think he he's, he's odd. To tell us anything other than other than him. Yeah. Yes. Oh, okay. yes. a, he likes to be a little off. He's on the eccentric side. Yes. Yeah. But most good actors, I feel like they're a little they, little off. Yeah. Keith Stanfield or Listen. I think it's Lucky. Yeah. Actors are a little iffy though. Yeah, they all a little off. To be like a really good actor, you gotta be a little. Yeah, I mean, he's you can kind of like because social media, you can kind of see somebody's personality through their pages. Right. And Lakeith feels like one of those kind of people. Y'all know he was on Clubhouse making sex noises. No, I saw. Yes, I heard about that. That's the type of shit that they talk about. He's weird. Don't blame him. Clubhouse had a room where you were making sex noises. That's what the room was about. That's so weird. Never heard. Okay, so I have. But I also heard Tiger was on Clubhouse acting the goddamn fool. I'm just saying, but we're not gonna talk about it. Y'all saw Tiger. I have been watching. Oh, I just watched Coming to America too. Yo, what, that commercial looks so. Good. I was so disappointed. But girl, the don't be disappointed because they tell you in the movie what it is, and no. I, th- I appreciated that. Do you know why I was disappointed? Okay. I was disappointed because they brought so many of the original cast back, and they put so much money into putting hella celebrities in that shit, but they didn't put enough money into the storyline. Like the actual like, storyline. They put be good. way too much fucking celebrities mm. in that bitch. And it's like yeah. why the fuck was Gladys? Night in that bitch. <laughs> Why the fuck was um pe- salt and pepper in that bitch? Why the fuck was involved well, in that because bitch? it can why? never be that the first so one. And I think they yeah, say America that yes. it can never like, be the first one. And every time they would put do well. 
Yeah, that but every time they would put done, like they would put little clips of the first movie. I in love it, that. And I was like, damn, this movie was so fucking good. They did not need to make a second. Or one. I'm not even trying to be funny, right. y'all. I've only seen. Coming I didn't think to they America did it wrong. What? You saw the coming to yeah, America. Yeah, I saw that one. It was like at a big ass age of like twenty something. What? Huh? Yeah, I know. Wait, I'm not gonna wait, say it again because wait, I don't want people to judge me. Damn, you said that at the, at the right time. Yeah, I, mean, I don't I even know if it was the right said, time or the wrong time. That was it. They do good. What's that movie? Um, it's a the sequel was a holiday movie and his wife died. Best man. Oh, best, oh, man. Oh, that that was best man. Holiday. We were just talking about that yesterday. I was here with you. I didn't really care for best man. Holiday. I loved. I didn't know there was. No, I liked it. No, I liked it. It was good. It was a good sequel. But. Best Sorry, man on his about, own is such a but fire that's my point. Yes, but that's You're my agreed. point. I don't actually think Coming to America Two was bad. You're it kidding. just wasn't the greatest, was and it trash. would never be the greatest. <laughs> it we're looked, talking it about really a movie. No, no, no. We're talking about a movie that, on a scale of one to ten, was a fifteen or a twenty. Yeah, fine. you understand what I'm America, saying? Yeah, but the second one was about a five, maybe a four. Yeah, a solid. That shit was trash. A solid average. Mm-hmm. It yeah, was I never a saw solid it, but average. The... That shit was trash. Previous. All right. It was a solid so average. Solid average. Solid average. Solid average. That shit was trash. Average, all right. Let's wrap it up, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> That's average. Um, all right, six. y'all. So, yeah. Thank you, That's guys, for joining. We are signing out. Thank you. Thank you.